Country of the Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Everybody, welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you've never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, August the 2nd, 2020. I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head to patreon.com slash catchhookshoot for all your bonus content, which unfortunately still is kind of under construction, so bear with me on that one. ProWrestlingTees.com slash catchhookshoot for uh, all your t-shirt needs. And the brand new web store, catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com for additional merchandise that is not available on Pro Wrestling Tees. Head over there and check that one out. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So let's dive right into everything going on this week. We got a big week of uh, wrestling coming up. I'll get into that in a little bit, but for right now, we're going to start everything off with the match of the week. So this week's match of the week comes from NXT this past Wednesday, and it was a match between Johnny Gargano and Roderick Strong. Uh, arguably the two best in-ring performers that NXT has to offer right now. And, I mean, these two guys just, uh, you know, exactly what you'd expect. They put on a fantastic match, uh, and, you know, what what more can be said about it? I mean, like I said, the probably the top two in-ring talents in NXT, in my opinion. And uh, so, you know, like I always say, if you're only going to watch one wrestling match this week, make it Strong and Gargano from NXT from this past Wednesday. You will not be disappointed if you are a wrestling fan, and I'm talking in-ring you know, wrestling, you're going to like this one. So head over there and check that one out. So moving right along, uh, trying to trying to move through the show a little quickly today because there's a lot of stuff to get to. So let's jump right into the next segment, which, of course, is the three count. First up on the three count this week is Wrestle House. This was a new uh, segment on Impact. Uh, we got a little kind of a preview of it last week this week it was the first uh, episode i guess you'd call it and and it's kind of a you know kind of a mashup between like the real world and big brother and the wwe legends house and it uh yeah i mean it uh, uh <laughs> it's really just kind of silly stupid fun and i know a lot of people are complaining about it and you know what i i'm sorry you don't like fun if you were complaining about this, because I, I thought it was cool, it was entertaining. Uh, Tommy Dreamer is the host of it, uh, the, and the people in, in the house are Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie, Johnny Bravo, Susie, Kylie Ray, the Deaners, Triple uh, XL, Johnny Swinger, uh, Crazy Steve, and Alicia Edwards. And uh, yeah, I mean, just just another reason to check out Impact. So if you, uh, you know, I've said many times, if you haven't seen Impact in a while, give it another chance because uh, they they are putting out some really good stuff right now. And Russell House is, is one of those things that they're putting out. So definitely give that a look. Number two on the three count from AEW Dynamite, uh, MJF gave his state of the business address. And basically the whole point of that was to uh, challenge John Moxley for the AEW world title coming up at All Out in, uh, in September. So looks like that... Uh, will probably be the main event i would assume and uh you know mjf number one contender and uh yeah i mean i i'm i'm all in for this match to you know uh i mean it's uh mjf the the top heel not only in aew but uh, the the best heel in wrestling right now uh, and again you know obviously that's just my opinion but uh yeah mjf uh very you know, just very, very good on the microphone. Probably, again, one of the best in pro wrestling right now. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen Dynamite from this past week, uh, first of all, you you know, you really need to catch up on your wrestling from this past week. But, uh, 
Yeah, MJF's uh, State of the Business Address, just uh, an awesome, awesome promo. And, uh, you know, I think nicely set up the uh, the main event for All Out for MJF versus John Moxley for the World Championship. And number three on the three count, another uh, promo, this one from NXT and uh, done by Keith Lee. And again, an amazing promo from Keith Lee uh, talking about Karrion Cross and, uh, you know, what he did to Dominic Dijakovic last week. And in the middle of the promo, we had Cameron Grimes come out and, uh, you know, start, start talking his trash to uh, Keith Lee. And Keith Lee just decimated him in a matter of seconds. Uh, but then we saw Scarlett come out on the uh, the walkway and Karrion Cross on the on the big screen talking to Keith Lee and uh, you know again just furthering this storyline with the two of them and I, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to see Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee for the NXT title at the next NXT takeover now uh, William Regal did come on later in the show and said you know he's not gonna be bullied into making title matches title matches have to be earned and that kind of thing so I'm sure somewhere in the next couple of weeks you know we're we're going to see Karrion Cross uh, have to do something to to earn that title match, or Regal is just going to be pushed too far and uh, and just make the match, uh, uh, probably with some type of uh, stipulation. So uh, I'm really really looking forward to that. When Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, that's going to be a, a crazy just hard hitting match with those two guys in there. So let's get into the news and uh, goings-on for this week. Starting off with Monday Night Raw, we saw Randy Orton challenge Drew McIntyre for the uh, the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. Now, that's been the rumor for a while that that was going to be the title match. So looks like they're starting the, the build for that one. Uh, also saw a confrontation between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. That is a match I would like to see. Nia Jax gets so much hate online for, for her, uh, her in-ring work, but honestly, I think her and uh, Shayna would would put on a uh, an impressive match to say the least. Uh, then we saw Andrade and uh, and Garza defeat Ricochet and Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders to gain the number one contender slot for the Raw Tag Team title. So they get a match with the Street Profits at SummerSlam. And we saw another uh, another segment with uh, uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Uh, pretty much just uh, beating down Dominic Mysterio. Uh, you know, Dominic came out to the ring, attacked Seth uh, during Seth's promo, and uh, in the process of this going on, Alistair, Alistair Black came down to make the save, and uh, he ended up getting his uh, his eye shoved into the, the ring steps, kind of like what was done to Rey Mysterio. Now, according to the reports, this was done to write Alistair off of TV, and uh, the reason for that w was kind of, um, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't a hundred percent clear. Some people said it's because Vince McMahon is not a fan of Aleister Black and just uh, wasn't interested in having him involved in that storyline anymore. But then another report came out said that Vince is a very big fan of Aleister Black and thinks that. Uh, Perhaps his character could be a little bit limiting for him, so they want to repackage him a little bit. Now, I'm, I'm hoping it's more the uh, the second story that's the truth. I'm also hoping they don't tweak his character too, too much. I mean, you know, a little bit of refining, something like that, you know, that's fine. Just don't, I don't want to see Aleister Black come back as a completely different character because the, uh, you know the the character he has works for him. So if they if they want to tweak it, refine it, something like that, I, I I can definitely definitely get behind that. So we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens when Alistair Black does finally come back. Um, then we also saw Sasha Banks defeat Asuka by countout. So Sasha Banks now officially the Raw Women's Champion, and uh, basically Asuka left the ring because. Um, because Kyrie Sane in the back was getting attacked by Bailey, and Sasha went to make the save. And this was, of course, Kyrie Sane's final appearance um, as uh, as a WWE superstar on uh, on TV. I think I uh, reported last week that she is uh, going back to Japan. She will still be working with WWE as an ambassador, but as far as her uh, WWE in ring career, it looks like that uh, that has come to an end. Unfortunately, Kyrie Sane, just uh, an amazing superstar in the women's division, 
And uh, we also saw the rematch between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, and this was uh, another Extreme Rules match. That was the uh, the stipulation set down by Drew McIntyre. And uh, so this time McIntyre could take advantage of the uh, the Extreme Rules, which he could not by Ziggler's stipulations at the pay-per-view Extreme Rules. Um, was not a title match, though. It originally was... Uh, advertised as a title match, but then uh, when it came down to it, it was a non-title match. McIntyre was victorious in that one, and right at the end of the show after that match, we saw Orton come in and hit McIntyre with an RKO out of nowhere. Moving on to NXT in a women's tag team match, Io Shirai and Tegan Knox defeated Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Uh, Dakota Kai just kind of walked out on LeRae at the end of the match, so uh, not not a whole lot of continuity there. Uh, saw Mercedes Martinez make her debut, I guess, as an official member of the uh, the Robert Stone brand. She picked up a victory over Shotzi Blackheart in uh, pretty convincing fashion. We also saw a. Uh, a vignette of Ridge Holland from NXT UK. Apparently, he is going to be making his uh, NXT US debut next week, so I'm looking forward to that one. And talking about NXT UK, we saw Imperium for the first time in a little while, and they are the NXT Tag Team Champions. They picked up a victory over EverRise, and uh, the story on that one, though, is uh, Undisputed Era at the end of that match came out and just put a beating on Imperium, just kind of reasserting their dominance in NXT, and and, uh, you know, it looks like Undisputed Era's got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder since they uh, they don't have any gold anymore. So I'm uh, I'm liking the direction that they're that they're going. You know, Undisputed Era's been on a little bit of a losing streak. And uh, it was all four members of Undisputed Era. Ky- uh, Kyle O'Reilly was back with them on TV. So that's good to see. So I'm looking forward to uh, where they're going to go with Undisputed Era from here. Uh, we saw Isaiah Swerve Scott pick up a win over Jake Atlas, and Dexter Loomis advances to the North American Championship ladder match at the next TakeOver event. He defeated Timothy Thatcher and Finn Balor. So kind of uh, kind of a surprise. I mean, you know, Loomis definitely deserving of that opportunity, but the, uh, the last two weeks, these triple threat matches, we've seen victories by uh, Bronson Reed and now Dexter Loomis over... Uh, you know, guys that uh, you might not have expected them to pick up the wins over. So the, this ladder match is looking interesting so far. I guess it's going to be a uh, five-person ladder match, and the first two entrants are Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed. So I can't wait to see who else is going to be a part of that. And moving on to SmackDown, AJ Styles uh, retained the Intercontinental title against Grand Metalik. Uh, we saw a segment in the back with uh, Baron Corbin and Shorty G, and uh you know, with Corbin almost trying to recruit Shorty G to uh, to cash in on that King's Ransom that he put on Matt Riddle, um, you know, t- trying to, like, talk him up, calling him Chad instead of Shorty and things like that. And uh, apparently it worked because Corbin did uh, win his match against Drew Gulak. Matt Riddle came out and attacked after that, and uh, Chad Gable is the one who made the save for uh, for Corbin. So... Looks like uh, looks like Chad Gable is uh, going going to be a heel going forward, which uh, I'm I'm good with that. I just hope they go back to using his actual name because Shorty G just doesn't it uh, uh, doesn't work for me. I don't think it works for a lot of people. So we'll have to see if uh, Gable's going to be uh, like permanently associated with uh, with King Corbin or how that's going to work. Uh, we saw a backstage segment with Sheamus basically saying Jeff Hardy isn't his problem anymore uh, after Sheamus took the loss last week in that bar fight. So now Sheamus says uh, he's, he is the problem for the rest of the SmackDown locker room. And uh, it looks like Sheamus might be going with a little bit of a new look. Well, no, not a little bit of a new look, but, uh, you know, last week in the bar fight, he was... You know, obviously wearing uh, street clothes and uh, had the had the same uh, same outfit this week during the the interview segment. Kind of the uh, the Irish hooligan look, if you will, the uh, uh, the white uh, tank top type undershirt and uh, suspenders and the hat and yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if that's going to be kind of a permanent new look for Sheamus. Now we'll have to wait and see uh, whenever his next match is. Uh, Naomi finally picked up a victory over over Lacey Evans, so I know that uh, that will make a lot of people happy because, you know, Naomi. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's seen by now the uh, the the kind of movement that started online. Naomi deserves better, and I uh, 
you know, I, I would tend to agree. Naomi in the women's division, probably the best pure athlete that they have in the women's division in WWE. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, so, you know, it's good good to see her back on TV and in the mix. Hopefully we'll uh, see her somewhere in the title picture sometime soon. And uh, sticking to the women's division for a little bit, we saw Sonya Deville attack Mandy Rose backstage and uh, cut Mandy's hair. A little bit of a surprise there. Was about to go after her with the uh, with the clippers and uh, shave her bald or something like that when the referees stepped in and stopped her. So uh, I guess we're going to be seeing Mandy Rose with a uh, uh, new uh, new hairstyle next week. So let's have to see how that works out. And finally, the main event, uh, Bailey retained the. Uh, SmackDown women's title against Nikki Cross in a rematch from Extreme Rules. And uh, Nikki Cross, very frustrated at the end of this match, actually shoved Alexa Bliss down when Alexa was trying to help her, uh, you know, help her to her feet and things like that. And then, uh, you know, Nikki left the ring, le- uh, left Alexa kind of sitting there uh, in the middle of the ring by herself. And at that point, the Fiend made an appearance and attacked Alexa with the mandible claw. Now, there's obviously a, a message to Braun Strowman. Alexa, of course, Strowman's uh, tag team partner in the Mixed Match Challenge a couple of years ago, uh, you know, referred to themselves as Team Little Big and, and that kind of thing. And Alexa, uh, again, made an appearance during that swamp fight at Extreme Rules. So they, they are working Alexa into this fiend Braun Strowman storyline. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with that. Is Alexa going to end up uh, somehow associated with the fiend and Bray Wyatt? Or uh, what's going to happen with that? Uh, on AEW, we uh, had a uh, yeah. Sorry, lost my place here. Started off with a ten-man uh, tag team match: Jurassic Express, the Best Friends, and Orange Cassidy taking on the Inner Circle. And uh, Jurassic Express, Best Friends, and Orange Cassidy were victorious in that one. And we also saw the AEW debut of Warhorse taking on Cody Rhodes in a TNT Championship match. Uh, great match between these two guys. Warhorse put on a great showing on his his national TV debut. Uh, fantastic match. Definitely go check that one out as well uh, if you haven't yet. Uh, and then at the end of the match, Cody did retain the championship, and the uh, the Dark Order attacked. Uh, Warhorse tried to uh, you know help him out, pushed Cody out of the way, tried to take the fight to the Dark Order. He was uh, overpowered a little bit, and then we saw the debut of Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder. From uh, from WW for his, his from his WWE days, if I can speak here, and uh, comes out and makes the save. So uh, Matt Cardona now part of AEW. Uh, we saw the signing of FTR's AEW contracts, and interestingly enough, Arn Anderson was there with them during that signing. So uh, you know, is is Arn going to be the manager for FTR? I think that would be a great fit, and that would uh, kind of associate them with Cody. Not kind of, it would associate them with Cody, and that kind of kind of leans towards the uh, rumored Four Horsemen type faction that uh, uh, has been talked about for AEW. So the only piece missing from that right now is Sean Spears, who of course is managed by Tully Blanchard. So uh, we'll have to see if Spears somehow becomes associated with FTR and Cody Rhodes over the next uh, couple of weeks here. <clears throat> And we also saw Kenny Omega and Hangman Page uh, pick up a win over the Dark Order in a tag team title defense. And uh, the Creepers, of course, from the Dark Order made uh, made their presence known and attacked the Elite after the match. And uh, FTR came out to make the save, interestingly enough. I uh, saw a really good women's match between AEW Women's World Champion Hikaru Shida and Diamante. Shida did pick up the victory in that one. Uh, the uh, more information was given about the deadly draw tournament for the uh, uh, the women that is going to be coming up. Uh, it's actually going to be starting on AEW Dark this week, from what uh, they were saying, and it is very similar to the the Lethal Lottery for uh, those of you that remember from the WCW days. But in this case, uh, each woman in the tournament chooses a color, a colored uh, look like a poker chip out of a uh, out of a container, and uh, you know you. Whoever uh, matches that color, that's your partner. And we found out the first team is Nyla Rose is going to be teaming with uh, Ariane, the former Cameron from uh, WWE, made her first uh, appearance this week. So, um, and, and, you know, a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes at that. And, you know, um, t- 
took issue with it. I mean, I I don't really see the problem. You know, was she the greatest uh, uh, in-ring competitor WWE had in their women's division? No. But she's also been away from the business for a couple of years. You don't know how much training she's done in that time. She could be, you know, absolutely fantastic in the ring by now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give her that chance. I'm not going to just say, oh, God, why her, like so many people did. You know, it's good to see her back on TV. It's good to see so many wrestlers getting opportunities that, uh, you know, that AEW can can give to them. So I, I'm all for it. I can't wait to see uh, can't wait to see what she can do in the ring now. Uh, I already talked about uh, MJF challenging Moxley for All Out, and then we saw a tag team match for the main event: John Moxley and Darby Allen teaming up to take on Cage and uh, Ricky Starks. And again, another really good tag team match. Moxley and Darby Allen did pick up the victory when uh, Darby hit Starks in the in the back with his uh, thumbtack skateboard, and that was just a nasty spot, you know. I mean, we've seen Darby Allen come off the top rope with that uh, thumbtack skateboard before, and just kind of plant it in the person's back. And usually, he he just kind of you know jumps with the board, stomps it into their back, and you know it's kind of just. Uh, uh, like a double stomp, basically. Well, this time, I don't know if he didn't hit quite square the way he wanted to or if it was intentional, but when he hit Starks in the back with the skateboard, it scraped across Ricky Starks' back and just left some nasty-looking gashes across Starks' back. It was it was, uh, it was, was definitely a difficult spot to watch, but it, it was effective, to say the least. So uh, Mox and Darby did pick up that victory. And uh, apparently next week we are going to see Mox versus Darby in an AEW championship match. So that should be, uh, I'm I'm making a prediction right now, that will probably be the match of the week. Moving on to Impact, Eddie Edwards retained the Impact World Championship against Trey Miguel. Uh, Eddie has said he's going to be defending that title every week on TV. So that's, uh, you know, I'm curious to see who his next opponent's going to be. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo defeated Kimberly, and we saw Jordan Grace come out at the end of that one and uh, put a beat down on Deanna. Uh, and you know Jordan uh, still still nursing a shoulder injury, but she pulled the uh, pulled her arm out of the sling and just went to town on Deanna Perrazzo. So there's definitely uh, some unfinished business between uh, between Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, next week we found out Moose will be defending the TNA. The TNA World Championship, not the Impact World Championship, the TNA World Championship against uh, Heath Slater, Heath Miller, Heath, whatever he's going by now. So, uh, and uh, Scott Demore told Heath in the back when the match was made official that uh, if Heath picks up the victory, he gets an Impact uh, contract. The story with Heath right now is that he's a free agent and he's just kind of uh, showing up on Impact, but. You know, obviously he's on TV. He's signed. He works for Impact, but that's the uh, that's the storyline. If Heath wins the TNA Championship from Moose, he will be signed to an Impact contract. And it looks like we've got a new uh, rivalry starting up between Sammy Callahan and Rob Van Dam. We saw a little bit of a confrontation in the back between Sammy and uh, Katie Forbes, and uh, you know, Sammy. Uh, kind of hacked Katie Forbes' website, it looked like. Uh, Katie Forbes and RVD went out to the ring to show off her new pictures from her website and things like that, and uh, and Sammy Callahan had hacked it and uh, put uh, photoshopped his face onto uh, Katie's body on those pictures. So looks like that's going to be a rivalry going forward, which, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all here for that one. And uh, in the main event, the Good Brothers picked up their first official impact victory over Reno Scum. Just furthering their uh, their rivalry with Ace Austin, because obviously Reno Scum, uh, part of his uh, part of Ace Austin's group, along with Madman Fulton. So uh, yeah, the Good Brothers off to off to a very good start in Impact. So that's gonna do it for news and rumors for this week. So right now, I'm gonna throw it over to Charlie G, and he is here with your indie cut. Tom and hater wrestling friends, I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. Uh, there was quite a lot of wrestling action this week and some news, so let's begin with uh, July 24th and wrestling, Wrestle Rampage re-emerging 2020 from Adelaide, South Australia. So nice to see Australia back on the map. 
uh, with the Renegades of Greg Graham and Will Gibson defeating Corndog and Tommy Knight. And their WR Australian National Title Hardcore match, Champion Rat Daddy defeated Havoc. Uh, back in the States, Titan Championship Wrestling, Goddesses of War in Ocean Gate, New Jersey. How a Dead defeated Gabby Ortiz. And their Goddess number one contendership match, Christina Marie defeated Kareen Mink. And in the Goddesses title match, champion Notorious Mimi defeated Vicious Vicky. Uh, then we go to Pro Wrestling All-Stars of Detroit, Reset the System in Melvindale, Michigan. With Percy Drews and Peter B. Beautiful defeating Frank Isaac and Anderson and Shaggy. And their Cruiser Corps title threw a vacant match. Uh, Tanner Nix defeated Caleb Stills and Mysterious Movado to become the champion. For their vacant junior heavyweight title, uh, four way elimination match, Jay Maynard defeated Daniel Wolf, Joseph Schwartz, and TJ Meyer to become the champion. For the vacant tag team titles, Percy Drews and Be Peter Be Beautiful defeated the Grey Wolves of Jarris Gray and Jimmy Gray. And the heavyweight title match, uh, Chris Stein defeated Atlas Hightower to become a new champion. For Pro South Wrestling in Piedmont, Alabama, uh, their new era title match of Ricky Cagle, champion, defeated Scott Patterson. Then in the all-out title match, champion Damian Serratone defeated William Huckabee. And Body Progressive Wrestling, uh, Sparta in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Further Oklahoma title match, uh, Derek James defeated champion Alex Royal to become the champion. And their tag team tornado rules match. Uh, Mike Starr and Sam Stackhouse defeated champions Kilbane and Thrash to become new champions. And their Lionheart title three stages of hell match. Ethan Cole defeated champion Tommy Dean to become new champion as well. Uh, July 25th, wrestling, wrestling for a cause. Freedom Rings Rumble Show 2020 in Wagner, Oklahoma. Uh, tag Team Title 2-on-1 Handicap Match. Uh, Brawler Morrison and Thrash defeated Champion Tommy Dean to become the champions. And their Hometown Heroes Title Match, John Cross defeated Champion Luke Langley to become the champion. And the Freedom Rings Rumble Match, Tim Rockwell won. And then he went on for the Hometown Heroes title match to defeat champion John Cross to become champion there as well. Uh, there was a Titan Championship Wrestling Rise of the Titans show in Ocean Gate, New Jersey. Uh, then still in New Jersey for Synergy Pro Wrestling, Garden State Invitational in Hillsborough Township, New Jersey on Fight TV. Uh, for the Garden Tournament first round matches, uh, KTB defeated Simon Grimm, Tony Deppin defeated Gregory Iron, Jordan Oliver defeated Myron Reed, Anthony Green defeated Gary J. Uh, for their Synergy Cruiserweight Crown title, for the Vacant Crown, TJ Crawford defeated Ellis Taylor and Casey Cattell to become new cru Cruiserweight crown wear uh, yeah uh, in the garden state uh, semifinals it was Tony Deppin defeating KTB uh, Jordan Oliver defeated Anthony Green uh, for the synergy title their champion Frightmare defeated uh, Deshaun Pratt and in the tournament final match Tony Deppin defeated Jordan Oliver with his yes lock his version of the yes lock my bad uh, then to Metroplex Wrestling, Fight Win Survive Day 1 in Bedford, Texas. Uh, they had a bull rope match, a Lego match, with Johnny O'Mara defeating Zero the Anti-Hero, 
Love to see that match. And for the MPX Prospects title, champion Mr. Legs defeated Tommy Becker. Uh, there was a Capital Pro Wrestling show in Lansing, Michigan. A Coastal Championship Wrestling Lucha Mania in Nashville, Tennessee. That's right, Lucha is in Nashville, folks. Uh, Vin with Vinicius, uh, with, with Bel Bill Alfonso in his corner, Mr. Bill, right behind me. Uh, he defeated Eric Marinacci, or Marinaca, uh, in a tag team match. Pablo Marquez teamed with Super Crazy, of all people, to defeat Benny Blanco and Chris Nelms in a hardcore open challenge match. Alex Ocean defeated Jackal. Uh, we move down to I Believe in Wrestling, Believe 205 in Winter Park, Florida. Huh, nice play on words there, Believe. Uh, for the SCW Florida Heavyweight title, champion Deion James defeated Rip Ruiz. Then my favorite show, Game Changer Wrestling, Homecoming Weekend Day 1 in Atlantic City, New Jersey, on the Garden Pier, on, in, on Fight TV. Yes, they fought on a pier with a beautiful backdrop of the ocean. And the pier actually played in the Sony's matches, as you can tell. Um... I was interested in this show because a lot of these names you will be hearing and seeing at War Wrestling Friday Night Lights coming up on the 7th. So we start with a six-way scramble. Uh, Calvin Tinkman defeated Alley Cat, Benjamin Carter of War Wrestling, Jimmy Lloyd, Lee Mariardi, and Matthew Justice. Uh, Tinkman hit a jumping pile driver on Carter to win. A uh, very cool match to start the show. Then we go to ACH defeating Trey Lamar of Warrior Wrestling. Uh, HVH played around a little bit too much in this match, so I really didn't get into it, which sucks because I want to see how Trey actually performed against him. Then, uh, in a very good match, Chris Dickinson defeated Mance Warner. A hard-fought win. Uh, Chris won with a Brain Buster. Uh, then, one of my favorites, Blake Christian defeated Alex Zane in a wildly intense match. I can only guess how well they're going to perform at Warrior Wrestling because these two put on a show. Uh, then in a death match, Alex Clone defeated AJ Gray. Uh, Drew State Brew a match. Gray almost won a few times, but he did get the respect of Clone. So that's always helpful. Uh, Effie defeated Spider Nate Webb uh, with a Dragon Sleeper. Then they had Slack defeating Nick Gage. Uh, Slack won with a lot of help from the Ohio boys of 440H. You know he does not want their help, so they just don't like Gage, so that's why they helped. Uh, then in what was a very interesting match, it was for the DDT Ironman Heavy Metal title match of J Joey Janela defeating Yoshihiko, which is a doll of all things. Yes, DDT loves his styles, and they became champion, and sent Yoshihiko to the States to face Janela. Uh, this is the second time holding the title. Uh, uh, Janela took some wild bumps, as he can only do. Uh, entertain match, as Janela was doing a thank you promo to Yoshihiko and all of DDT. Uh, the handler came in to attack Janela. Uh, that the handler of Yoshihiko turned out to be none other than Leo Rush, who then landed a Spanish fly and a giant frog flash for all to see. Uh, nice to see Leo back in the ring. I'll get into that a little bit later on. Then in the GCW World Title Match, Ricky Shane champion Ricky Shane Page with his 440H boys of Atticus Kogar, Eddie Only, and Eric Ryan defeated Homicide. Uh, pretty intense match. Uh, 4-4-0-H kept interfering, so the match was kind of blah to me. Uh, Ricky Shane Page was tamping out at one point, but the ref was distracted. So then Page won with his choke breaker and rolling elbow. Uh, after the match, Gage demanded a title shot. So Page said yes, only for it to be Gage's career for his title shot with Gage's crew versus Page's crew. So, we'll see how that turns out later on. 
Uh, we go back over to Tokyo and Stardom exploded in summer with an attendance of 264. Uh, yes, the GCW did show did have fans in attendance, all socially distanced with masks on. Uh, very nice to see. Uh, safety concerns and all, especially with uh, Warrior coming up. It can be done, folks. It, wear your mask if you can, please. Uh, get back to stardom. Riho team with Utami Hayashita to defeat uh, Natsu Samurai and Saki Kashima. And a very good match. And in the future of stardom, three-way three, three match for the vacant title. Maki defeated Shia Linda and Saya Kimatani to become new champion. Uh, nice match as well. Uh, in the Wonder of Stardom uh, tournament, first round matches, Julia defeated Konami, and Tam Nakano defeated Natsuko Toro. Uh, you can check out a couple of those matches on DJ Ansi's Twitch channel, which thank you for the shout out. I appreciate it. Hope you, I'm glad you liked the show. Uh, we head to Ice Ribbon, new Ice Ribbon 1054. Uh, attendance 418. Uh, nothing of consequence there. Then New Japan had their Sengoku Lord in Nagoya 2020 with an attendance of either 200 or 2200. Not really sure, but they're all masked and I see New Japan putting out a somewhat big show. Uh, we head all the way down to Hamilton, New Zealand of all places for Heathen Combat. It was going to be Mayhem. Yeah, with the Maniac for the Maniacs United Jackson Shield title th triple threat match. Champion Vic Craig defeated Cam Owens and Maddie Short and won above all title match. Champion Bryant defeated Will Stone. Uh, we head back up to All Japan Summer Action Series Day 3 with an intensive 494. The All Asia Tag Team title, number one contender, uh, Izanagi and Zeus teamed up to defeat Kai and Tajiri, as well as Shigo Tachibani and Yoshi Tatsu. For the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight title, Koji Iwamoto defeated champion Susumu Yokosuka Sika to become new champion. To July, to July 26th, 0-1, we're not going to lose the Corona. Tenka Ichi Junior Tournament, Day 5, Attendance 109. Uh, Masato Tanako team with Takuyu Sugara to defeat Gensiko Tanaka and Sugi. And Sugi. In uh, the semifinal matches, it was Soku... Kutumira to defeating Raicho and Al Lindemann to defeating Hub. Uh, Wave Suzaki Wave Fuji 4. They had a tense of 100. There was a secret base sale off for the next, next decade show in Japan with an tense of 88. Uh, Seedling Yoshiko Produce, attendance 125. Where Aja Kong team with Asuka and Saki Aki to defeat Amy Sasamura, Hiro Matsumoto, and Yosh Yoshigo. Pure J fight together, attendance 100 in their open title match. Leon defeated Haneko Nakamura, who was champion, and Leon became new champion. Uh, Noah stay together forever day two attendance 487 in their junior heavyweight tag title match uh, Hayada and Yoshinara Ogawa who are champions defeated Daisuke Hirata and Tozetsu Taratsuke Yeah, I got that one right and the junior heavyweight title match Kotaro Suzuki who's champion defeated Yohei. Sorry Yohei. Go to Dove Pro Basra Day 2, attendance 130. And their Heaven Summit Itadaki semi final matches. Uh, Naki Ten 
Hanazaki defeated Takumi Sukamoto and Raiyoto Nakasu defeated Kenshin Sukano. So in the finals, it was Raiyoto Nakatsu defeating Naiko Tanazaki. Go over to 2AW with an attendance of 70. Then to New Japan Summer Struggle Day 1, 482. Day 1 start all the matches that seem to like for the next four days, so don't need to get into those. Uh, there was a Horror Slam Undisputed Undeniable Undeclosed Location 9 show in Trenton, Michigan. There was a All-Star Pro in Bethany, Oklahoma. Uh, then there was Beyond, two weeks notice in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Back on the Garden Pier. Uh, my fault last week, I thought this was Black Label Pro, but it turned out to be to be Beyond. Uh, the show was on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, it was a quick two-hour show. Uh, in a dark match, Slade defeated Benjamin Carter. Ali Cat defeated Max Caster. Uh, Injustice teamed up for Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed to defeat Bear Country of Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson. Nice to see them back in action. In what you might, this was pretty much an upset with the size of Bear Country, but the speed of Injustice prevailed. Uh, Wheeler Yuta defeated Lee Mariarty with his upside down clover, clover leaf in tombstone position. Uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Pinky Sanchez. Uh, in a fun match, Kristen Castanova defeated Blake Christian. Uh, it was a good match for what little I did see of it due to streaming issues. Then there was a tag match of Chris Dickinson, Nick Gage, and Tony Deppen defeating the one called Manders, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice. Uh, Nick Gage did get hurt in this match, either his right ankle or knee. Uh, he was eventually taken to the hospital after he finally did tag out of the match. So yes, he did wrestle on the hurt body part, whatever it was. Uh, Dumpin Pin Manders. Uh, I missed how this happened because this is a kind of a wild match. And another note, Matthew Justice wrestled with a busted face from the day before's uh, wrestling action. So kudos to Matthew for just trying to wrestle that day. Uh, then it was in the main event for the IWTV Independent Wrestling title of Warhorse, who's champion, our favorite champion, in his uh, 309-day reign and 38th defense, defeated, defeated Ricky Shane Page and his 4-4-0 boys by DQ. Uh, there was just too much interference from the 4-4-0, knocking out referee Chris Levin and tossing out another referee. Uh, Warhorse did fight out of this during this match of two choke breakers of all things, so kudos to him. Uh, he got help from Alley Cat and Effie, who are his friends, after the match was finally stopped. Now, one of the guys from 4-0-0 did try to bust open a Warhorse with a fork after the match. Uh, pretty shady. I don't think he got it done. I just think he was jealous of Warhorse's opportunity in AEW. So I'm glad he was not busted open. Then to GCW Homecoming Day number two. Back on the pier on Fight TV. Uh, first match was Lee Mariarty defeating Tony Deppen in a nice match. Uh, Tony was going for a monkey flip, only for Lee to roll into it for the win. Nice reversal. I have never really seen that be fun before. Uh, in an eight-man tag match, uh, the one called Manders, Effie, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice. And yeah, Matthew Justice wrestled again that day. Uh, they defeated Benjamin Carter, Facade, Logan Stunt, and Pinky Sanchez. Uh, the one called Manders, one with a big moonsault on Facade. So nice to see a few of the war wrestling people in this match as well. Uh, next up was H ACH defeating KTB. Uh, it was a good match. He won with a Brain Buster. Uh, then this match got me. Uh, it was a death match. Alex Cologne defeating uh, the Rascals, Zachary Wentz. 
Now, if you meet Wentz at Warrior Wrestling, please be kind. Um, he really got busted up in this. Front and back was just busted all over because he went through a plate glass door and doors uh, wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, also, light tubes were abundant during the action, so he might not look the same to you when you meet him on the 7th. And then in our, my, one of my favorite matches, six-way scramble, of course, Blake Christian defeated Alex Zane, Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, and Myron Reed, and Trey Lamar. So, three of the guys we'll see at Warrior were in this match. This is wild, flying all over the place. Blake hit his Aaliyah on Oliver for the win. Uh, I can only imagine how we're going to call it, but we will do our best. Uh, there was Chris Dickinson defeating Calvin Tankman in a good Hoss match, missed ending due to streaming problems. Then Joey Janela took on Leo Rush uh, quickly the next day in what was said to be Leo's last match in wrestling. Uh, we'll see about that, obviously, because this is wrestling. Uh, early on, Leo landed a frog splash through the door on Joey. Over the door on the Joey. Uh, a lot of doors involved in this match. Uh, the match went outside, and Joey did an elbow drop on Leo from a pillar, of all things. I'm not sure how high this was, but about the size of a roof. Uh, he landed through uh, Leo onto four doors, which hopefully protected him some. Uh, Joey won with a low super kick to the head, and a very good match. At the end, Joey and Leo thanked the crowd and each other. A very heartfelt uh, speech. Uh, Leo didn't say retirement, but uh, he has other things going on, and I hope he does well in his uh, future endeavors, you might say. Uh, then in the main event, which I really did not know if it was going to take place or not, uh, Slack took on the 440H boys of Atticus Kogar, Eddie Only, Eric Ryan, Gregory Iron, and Ricky Shane Page. Uh, this match took place because after the fact they threw out Alley Cat and Nate Webb, who was supposed to have a match, but it was getting dark. Uh, so Slack took on all four of the guys for most of the match, but it got help, he got help from AJ Gray. Alex Cologne, and then at the end, Nick Gage, of all things, came from his hospital room, limping to get the pin on Eddie Only, I believe, to get his title shot. Not sure when that will take place, but I will let you guys know. Then we move to July 27th and Suplex Pro Wrestling. Uh, Suplex Exhibition 3 to Tyler Gunn Appreciation Night from Newcastle, South Wales. Of all places this is on YouTube so go check it out if you can uh, that's suplex pro wrestling uh, they had a junior heavyweight title match with champion JB Hazard defeating Craven and Tyler Gunn who then went quickly into an I quit match where JB Hazard defeated Mattias clock uh, New Japan had their day two match show with four eight with attendance of 482 uh, July 28th, Tokyo Pro Summer continued with an attendance of 110, where the Up Up Girls finally tagged in their as a three three threesome with Akari Noah, Miyu Watanabe, and Raku defeating the magical Sugar Rabbits of Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki, uh, teaming with Suzumi in a very nice match. You catch that on DJ Show. Then we head all the way back down to Ohio Valley Wrestling, of all places, for their TV number 1094 in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, Big Zoe and Cash Flow defeated A.J. Daniels and Damone Salavino. And the OVW Rush title, Corey Storm defeated champion Nick Dimes by DQ. So no title change there. Uh, July 29th, Total Triumph Team Scramble 5, with an attendance of 100. The Strong Hearts of L. Lindemann, L. Lindemann and T-Hawk defeated Ikoru Takazawa and Fuminaro Nari Abe. 
down to DDT Gambara Pro Killer Queen 2020 with an intense of 101. They had to get one more person in there. For the Independent World Junior Heavyweight title match, Hagan Sonoy defeated champion Kaisuke Ishii to become new champion. Uh, new Japan Day 3, Summer Struggle with an attendance of 599. So they got a little bit more people in there. July 30th, Noah Sanctuary. Go Shiyazaki team with Kasahiko Nakajima to defeat Heo and Neo. And then the Kushi Pro 12th Anniversary Show on YouTube, so you can check it out if you want. They had a tag team three-way match, a pro title match, uh, with Genki defeating champion Yushi Hino for becoming the champion. July 31st, DDT Beer Garden Like Pro Wrestling 2020 Day 1 uh, with an intense of 192. Uh, later that day, they had Beer Garden Day 2, attendance of 175. Uh, there was a five-way loser punishment match. Uh, I won't get into that because I hope to see it on DJ Hanshi's Twitch stream, so you can watch for yourself. Then uh, Noah had a show of Congo Produce Diamond 2. Uh, New Japan had Summer Struggle Day 4, 480, with attendance of 482. The main event was finally different with Monero Suzuki defeating Yuji Nagata. Uh, then the IW back in the States, IWA Mid-South King of the Death Matches Day 1 in Connersville, Indiana. Uh, the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight title, uh, Jake Chris, Chris uh, defeated champion Ace Perry and Kevin Giza to become new champion. Uh, the rest of the show was just madness. So check it out at your leisure. Then to earlier today, Ice Ribbon, new Ice Ribbon 1055, with an attendance of 50. Oh, 50, that's not good. Uh, Wrestling in Japan had freely, a freelance show for Keiki no Fuchiyoshi, with an attendance of 119. DDT had their day two, day three beer garden show with a three-way crocodile death match and a rock and roll death match, four-way match. So who knows how that match went. Uh, Big Japan had an attendance of 45 with Daisuke Sakamoto defeating Yui Oke. And then they had another show with an attendance of 81 for the Big Japan Junior Heavyweight title next challenger tournament. Uh, Shinobi defeated Fumanaro Abe and Kazuki Hashimoto defeated Kaji Tomato. Uh, then finally in some wrestling news, uh, earlier this year DDT Pro's parent company Cyber Agent pur purchased Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, the move put these two promotions and Tokyoshi Pro and Gon Pro in the digital advertising company's portfolio. Uh, the four brands will remain distinct but will now op all operate as one promotion called Cyberfight. Uh, the reason for the merging as Cyberfight streamlined costs in the wake of COVID-19. Uh, Cyberfight starts, takes effect September 1st. So we will see how that changes things. Uh, then some independent news. I'd like to talk about Mission Pro Wrestling, run by Mel Cervantes and her husband, better known as, better known to wrestling fans as Dunder Rosa. And it is an all-woman promotion with just about all the staff as women as well. Uh, they have set up their second show, set for pay-per-view, Hell ha Hath No Fury, for September 18th, 2020, in Buda, Texas, on the Title Match Wrestling Network. Dunder Rosa will actually defend her NWA World Women's Championship against Lindsay Snow. Uh, other talents set to perform are Alex Garcia, Avery Taylor, Big Swole of AEW, La Rosa Negra, Maddie Wankowski, Baby D, uh, Howard Dead, Sky Blue, Jenna Van Muscles, Roxy, Rachel Rose, Lizzie, Lizzie Thorne, 
Alibama, the Insidious One, Alejandra the Lion, Vert Vixen, Elena Black, all right, Elena, Promise Braxton, and Jenna Lynn. So I will check it out if I can and hope you can too to help support an all-women's promotion here in the States run by Class Act and Thunder Rosa. Uh, finally, when did SmackDown turn into Saturday Night Main event? With the promo starting off the show, I thought it was a nice touch. See how long that can last. Uh, I would promote uh, GCW Keep in Touch on August 2nd. Uh, some more Warrior Wrestling fans might catch some of these names with a scramble of Alex Zane, Jordan Oliver, Ace Austin, Jimmy Lloyd, Shane Mercer, and Isaiah Velasquez. And then Kylie, Kylie Ray makes her GCW debut against Cole Radrick. Others on the show are Joey Janela, uh, Chris Dickinson, Mance Warner, Calvin Tankman, Blake Christian versus Trey Lamar. So I can't wait to see this show. I, if you catch the, our podcast sooner, uh, hopefully you can too. Sorry, no lucha on the ground with all the new, with all the wrestling action, hockey back in action, baseball and basketball. A little hard to catch that, so I'm sorry. Lucha Underground will return soon, as long as these independent shows kind of lean out and I can do it. I will. Uh, so that's a wrap for me. Till next time with the GCW rec- recap. Uh, if Tom doesn't recap Talk and Chop and Mania, I will do so as well. So that should be a fun show to cover. Uh, with any other any news or shows that come about, don't forget to look at those Twitch streams, YouTube channels, and and other wrestling content. And don't forget our live podcast from Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights on August 7th at 8 p.m. Central Time. I know I am excited, and I hope you are too. Thank you, DJ Ansi and WrestleCast Radio for the shout-outs. Much appreciated. Go buy my shirt. <laughs> Thank you for watching listen, or listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. Stay safe, take care, and be kind, everyone. Back to you, Tom. All right. Thank you, Charlie, as always, for the, for your contributions with the indie cut to the, uh, to the show here. And uh, let's keep rolling right along into our next segment, highlighting uh, somebody who's brought... Uh, brought a, a, uh, an air of positivity to the uh, the internet wrestling community and I'm talking about the fan of the week so the fan of the week this week is Ashley Rose Nova uh, you guys probably heard her on the show uh, a couple months back I had her on as a guest and uh, you know, she she's just in addition to just being an all around awesome human being. Uh, you know, she is a uh, just a, a wrestling super fan. So much so that I mean, she she turned it into a business, uh, starting her own pro wrestling magazine in uh, Indie Empire and uh, uh, PW Empire. And you know, she uh, uh, I wanted to highlight her because she recently posted online that she's going to be getting out of wrestling journalism, which. Uh, you know, I, I personally am am sad about because she is very good at what she does. But you know, if uh, if it's if it's that time for her, it's that time for her. And you know, I uh, I told her myself, you know, whatever she chooses to do, she's going to be successful at. Just because uh, you know she's one to uh, yeah, she she does pretty much whatever she sets her mind to. And uh, again, you know, she's just she's an awesome person. I've had the pleasure of meeting her in person, talking to her. Uh, on the show, like I said before, and uh, so I wanted to highlight her as this week's fan of the week, and again, that is Ashley Rose Nova, wrestling journalist, uh, model, and just all all around cool person, so that is the fan of the week. So let's move on right now to uh, the next segment where I espouse a bit of a, an unpopular opinion, and I'm very certain some people are not going to like this one, but I am talking about the weekly hot take. This week's weekly hot take is this. WWE needs Roman Reigns, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar back on TV. Because they, like it or not, like them or not, those three guys, they bring in the casual fans. I I, 
honestly think that is why WWE's ratings have been dipping as low as they have lately because they're not getting those casual fans. They're, um, you know, the the people who only watch for certain uh, certain wrestlers and, you know, Roman, Cena, and Lesnar are the ones that bring them in. They're, they're the ones that have that, uh, I guess, household name recognition. Like, you know, every, pretty much everybody knows who Brock Lesnar is knows who John Cena is, especially because the guy is everywhere. And Roman Reigns is getting to that level as well. So that that is my opinion as to why their their ratings have dipped as low as they have because they don't have those three top names that bring in that, that casual fan who maybe doesn't watch wrestling every single week but will watch if, you know, if John Cena's on TV or if Brock Lesnar's on TV. So that that is my hot take. WWE needs Roman Reigns, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar back on television. So normally uh, this next segment would have been before the hot take, but I wanted to save it for last year because it goes right along with the uh, what I've got coming up at the end of the show. This is where I get to play kind of armchair uh, uh, armchair promoter and have a little bit of fun. And I'm talking about the fantasy booker. So this week on the Fantasy Booker, I'm actually, uh, um, it's more of a prediction for a match that I think is going to happen in, uh, hopefully in the next uh, next few months, and that is Kylie Ray versus Tessa Blanchard for the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. Now, uh, Kylie Ray is uh, going to be wrestling uh, Ray Lynn at Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights coming up this Friday, and uh, I'll get into that card in a little bit here but that match is for the number one contendership for the warrior wrestling women's title which is currently held by tessa blanchard so i'm uh, i'm basically predicting that kylie's probably going to win that match and it will be kylie and tessa for the warrior wrestling women's championship which is a match i cannot wait to see and you know uh because it is warrior wrestling i will you know, I will be there. I will be doing the live broadcast, the live play-by-play. It's a match I cannot wait to call uh, in person. So that that is my fantasy booker for this week. Kylie Ray versus Tessa Blanchard for the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. Now, before I sign off for the week, I just mentioned about Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights coming up this Friday at uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, and it will be taking place at Marion Catholic High School here in Chicago in the football stadium outside, and uh, they have an amazing card lined up for this one, starting off with the uh, the match I just talked about, Kylie Ray versus Ray Lynn for the number one contendership for the Women's Championship, and that is that match is sponsored by Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Very, very proud to be a part of that one, uh, and then we are going to see Brian Cage taking on Jeff Cobb. That That is, uh, yeah, that, that is going to be a confrontation that I, uh, I'm going to enjoy. Uh, we have the Rascals taking on uh, Zane Carter and Christian that again that that is going to be an insane match that one is going to be hard to keep up with but I will do my best Uh, then Brian Pillman will be defending the Warrior Wrestling Championship against the Ego Robert Anthony of course uh, in Anthony's corner as always unfortunately will be Frank the Clown so hopefully Pillman can uh, you know do something to counteract Frank so he can retain the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Uh, and then we have Jake Something taking on Joey Janela. Uh, when when that one was announced that Joey Janela would be making an appearance at Warrior, it uh, yeah that that is huge. This is going to be a crazy match with these two guys as well. And, and I'm 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 a little little worried about. Uh, you know my my own safety in that one because uh you know Joey Janela he uh he he will use pretty much anything at his disposal in the course of a match so uh, i'm you know not uh, not 100% certain where i'm going to be set up in relation to the ring but when when we're talking about Janela it really doesn't matter how close you are to the ring if he's in your area uh there there's a, a likelihood that he's going to uh yeah he he's going to be doing something crazy so, uh, yeah, Janela versus Jake something should be an interesting match. Then we've got another match between just two behemoths in uh, Lance Archer versus Sam Adonis. I cannot wait to see this one. And then uh, 
Isaiah Velasquez taking on Trey Lamar. Um, you know, if you guys heard me talking to Steve Tortorello, the promoter for Warrior last week, um, like I said, I'm not familiar with these two guys, but my rule is if they're wrestling a Warrior, they've got to be good. So I'm I'm very curious to see this match with these two guys. And then finally, we have what they're calling the Spartan Stadium Stampede Scramble, um, which I, I have no clue what it is. Don't know what the rules are. Don't know how you win, but there's 10 people involved in it. Uh, Warhorse, Dan the Dad, Beastman, Matt Nix, Nacho Clown, Cypher, Gabaldi, the Corn Belt Cowboy, Elena Black, and Davey Bang. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I don't know what to make of this one. Again, I, I'm a little fear, fearful for my own safety in this one, depending on how close I am to it. Um, and yeah, I have a feeling this one's going to be all over the stadium. So it, uh, should be, should be a good time. But warrior wrestling is, is uh, I I've said many times warrior, in my opinion, the best independent promotion out there. Uh, and yes, I'm biased. It's it's what I consider my uh, my home promotion here in uh, in the Chicago area. But uh, yeah, it's always a great time. They always put on a fantastic show. They get top level talent from all over the world. And uh, the, you know this is uh, this show is going to be no different. It's going to be amazing. Like I said, Marion Catholic High School in Chicago Heights. Uh, the uh, Fan Fest starts at 6 p.m. to uh, for fans to come out and meet the wrestlers, socially distanced, of course, but you can still get autographs, pictures, and things like that. And the uh, the match card starts at 8 p.m. Central Time, and we will be broadcasting that live on the Podbean app. It's already scheduled, so uh, yeah, if you don't have the Podbean app, download it, and uh, you know I've got the the links to it are up on all the uh, social media for the show, and uh, yeah, download it, check out the show, listen. You know, listen to the play-by-play. It's going to be a great time. Me and Charlie G on the call. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Warrior Wrestling always is. So that is going to wrap things up for me this week. And, uh, yeah, again, thank you to uh, Warrior Wrestling for the uh, the opportunity to, uh, you know, to do commentary for their shows and broadcast it live because it's it's a blast. I love doing it. Uh, you know, I... I uh, and by no means a professional journalist or anything, but I, I love uh, love being able to call these matches live and broadcast it for everybody to hear. So with that, I'm going to wrap things up. Hope everybody has a great week. If you don't have your tickets to Warrior Wrestling on Friday yet, what are you waiting for? Go to warriorwrestling.net, pick them up, and um, yeah, make sure uh, make sure you're following the show on social media and all platforms. It's at Catch Hook Shoot. Thank you to everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, and all the podcasting platforms. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot for your t-shirt needs, as well as uh, CatchHookShoot.BigCartel.com for merchandise you can't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for your bonus content. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. Thank everybody for listening. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all the great wrestling coming up, and I will talk to you guys soon. 